Hello, everyone. You're listening to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. This is episode number 24, and today I'd like to share with you an excerpt from one of our webinars that we have within our Go membership. And this special excerpt is about the critical subject of properly interpreting the results of decisions. I hope you enjoy this example of applying trading evaluation techniques to real life examples. Hi, John. Today I was in a 3050 calendar in the SPX. We had a major up move and a close at 3193. When I look at the technical analysis, I see the, that NDX broke all time highs. The Russell might come to, re, to a resistance point in 60 to 80 points. And the SPX broke the 78.6 Fibonacci. I don't see any major resistance area before the SPX hits all time highs. And I was down a small amount on this trade. I originally planned stop loss at $1,500. I had two choices, adjusting up and or exiting the trade. I decided to exit the trade as I didn't see any technical reasons why SPX would stop running before 3390. On the other hand, I see that the market is overextended. Was I right to exit earlier or should I have given more time because of the possible overextension and maybe a little halt that could have transformed this calendar into a winner? So what I want to talk about is, and this is a common question, but the most important thing or lesson that we can get out of this is whether or not we're evaluating our decisions properly. And I want to talk about or ask, you know, what is the person really asking? And not only asking me, but asking yourself, because one of the things here is the questions that people ask me, I know that they're also asking themselves. And when you ask a question to yourself, you want to make sure you're doing it in the right context in order to evaluate your decisions. So I have to ask, well, what is the person really asking? First of all, so I can answer the question appropriately, right? And then I have to go to the next step. Based on what context? And there's really three different contexts. And there may even be more different contexts, but here's the three primary ones. Based on my opinion of technical analysis, based on good trading protocol, or based on knowing the result afterwards. So based on my opinion, if you're going to ask me my opinion, let's go back and not necessarily talk about this breakout specifically, but breakouts in general, or the situation or similar situations, not exact situations. So based on my opinion, a breakout that happens, especially a strong breakout that happens in a very overextended market is going to create what I call a level of uncertainty. So when we're trading as subjective traders or even even as rules-based traders really, but when we're trading, sometimes we're looking at the technical analysis and we're very confident about what's likely to happen in the marketplace. Other times, in other words, there's a high level of certainty. Other times we'll look at it and there's a relatively low level of certainty. And sometimes we start with a high level of certainty and then new information is introduced into the market. And then all of a sudden we have a high level of uncertainty. Or sometimes we start with a high level of uncertainty and, and new information comes into the market and it shifts the other way. In other words, it's a, this, our certainty level is gonna shift around as new information comes into the marketplace. Now, in this case, we have a breakout in a market that's already overextended. When that comes into the market, that's gonna create a higher level of uncertainty 
and when we, we're under a higher level of uncertainty, it does make sense to reduce our risk or exit the trade in this case, in which case from that perspective specifically, I would consider that a good decision. Let's look at the other perspectives based on knowing the result afterwards. Well, we know what happened in the market after this breakout. The market just continued to go up, and chances are if you were in a calendar, you would have lost more money. It doesn't mean the trade's not winnable, but you probably you probably would have lost more money. So this appears on the surface to be a good decision, but it's only because we know the result. However, we have to be aware that a singular result in a game of chance, which trading is, trading is a game of chance. We don't know if the market's going to go up tomorrow or go down tomorrow or what news is going to be introduced into the marketplace. We have no way of knowing or if it's just going to stop. That being the case, the result that happened in this trade doesn't really mean anything. In order to make any decision on our results, on, on whether our decision was good, we'd have to make that same decision in similar, in similar circumstances like you know, 50 or 100 times. Therefore, we have to be very careful not to allow the results of a singular trade or maybe a singular group of trades be the determining factor of how good our decisions actually are. Okay, so we, I definitely want to make that point. Now, when we talk about good trading protocol, good trading pro protocol is very important because you may have had a good technical analysis decision going on there. But if you're following bad trading protocol, that's eventually going to come back and hurt you in the future. It's going to create bad habits, and bad habits are going to result in bad results over time, whether that be the one big trade that went totally wrong and you lost you know, 10 times more than you were supposed to, or it happened in a smaller sense where it just repeatedly leads you down the spiral of progressively making worse and worse decisions in your trading. So following good trading protocol is important, and that's ultimately what's going to get you very successful in the long run. So let's talk about that for a minute. So when we make a trading plan for our trades, actually, let's look at the non-subjective trader first. If you're a completely non-subjective trader, in other words, you have your trading plan does not include any kind of technical bias or, or maybe it does include technical bias, but it's done the same way all the time, then you have the plan and the plan's laid out and it, and if your strategy, if your plan, if your method of trading is to solely follow this plan, regardless of what's going on in the marketplace, and then you make the decision to break the plan based on technical analysis, you're not following your plans. You're not, you're not having integrity with yourself. You're not doing what you said you were going to do. And that's going to lead to to going to doing that at a progressively higher and higher level. And worse than that, it's going to lead to doing it at a time when your emotions are elevated and you're making decisions that are not necessarily logical or usually aren't going to be logical. They're going to be based off of fear and greed. And that's going to lead to poor decisions, and that's going to lead to the habit of poor decisions, as I say, and that is going to lead you to poor results over time. So if, if, you, 
if that's what you are, if you have a plan to do non-subjective, do it non-subjectively and breaking out of that plan, whether it would have resulted in worse or better result, a result in that particular trait doesn't matter. It's more important that you develop the habit of following your plan. Now, if you're following your plan for a long period of time and you've decided that the plan is no good, or, or you followed even for a short period of time and you've decided that the plan is not sufficient for what you, the way you want to trade, then change the plan, right? Update the plan, and then follow the plan. The, it's more important to develop the habit, especially early on in trading, of making these plans and following them than it is to win this trade. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm reading a book, Limitless, right now, and we're doing this for trading performance. And Jim Quick talks about this uh, in his book is that, you know, we, we talk about learning curves. When we're constantly focused on the short-term result, what happens is we make certain decisions. And those decisions lead to a lot of times seeing results in the short term and then our result line flattening out or starting to go down afterwards. When we focus on good trading practices and doing the right thing and letting the results just be what they are, we can make quantum leaps in our trading. But when we do that, usually what happens is our results are, are often worse off to start with, and then all of a sudden they exponentially get better. And next thing you know, you know you're, you're at a master level doing this. And you know I, I talk about this the same way in martial arts or pickleball. You know, I play pickleball sometimes. It's a game that kind of looks like tennis. If you take pickleball for an example, you know, I can go in and I can, and if I'm playing a, a player that's similar to my skill level, I can go in and I can make these, you know, cute, tricky shots and have really bad form and just hit the ball really hard, you know, and I can beat, I can beat them, right? Just, just through sheer effort, sheer trying. But that's not gonna, if, if I try to do that with somebody who's good, somebody's at, at, a, at a much higher level than me, forget it, right? They're just going to beat the snot out of me. And the more I keep doing that, it, I can keep doing it harder and harder, and I can try harder, and I can tr practice all these other things. But if I continually play the game that way, I'm just not going to make any progress in that game. I'm not going to get to a higher level. In order for me to get to a higher level, I have to practice playing the game very methodically. And I have to practice the skills during the game. Now, the problem is when I'm practicing new skills during a game, what's going to happen to me when my opponent is at a similar level to me or maybe even slightly lower and he starts, you know, whacking the ball and stuff? Well, at first, I'm going to have a drop in my performance. He's going to be beating me. And if I can live with the fact that while I'm practicing the skills that I need to become a, an elite player – if I can come to the grips with that fact that I'm going to be losing for a period of time in order to develop those skills, then I'm going to continue to develop the skills. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And then at some point, I'll be able to utilize those skills, and I will be much, much better than that other person. So when we go further down the road, you look at a year down the road, two years down the road, I'm going to be playing at a much, much higher level than that other person's going to be playing. And I also witnessed this in trading in my own experience where, you know, early on in the trading game, I came in with people, you know, 
there were people out there who knew all kinds of things about trading and I knew nothing about trading and you know they were doing certain techniques and so forth but you know I went in and I tried to master the game of trading and you know at the time they were getting better results than I am but now I talk to them 10 years later they're no further ahead than they were when I started and I'm at this much 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 higher level and it's because I'm not overly focused on the results so just keep that in mind as you're learning the trade and you know realize that the short-term results aren't necessarily the best thing for you focusing on that so talking about this based on trading protocol the possibility of this event and the decision of what to do about it should have been made in advance in other words I'm gonna put on a calendar and I have this technical opinion so so I so I stick the calendar on I should be thinking before I even enter the trade I should be thinking well this is interesting this is a very hard support level and if it breaks what does that mean does it mean I'm still certain about what's going on does it mean you know if I start in this position and that technical level breaks how much am I going to be drawn down what am I going to do about it is it worth even chasing what's my level of uncertainty or uncertainty if that event were to happen in other words I should have known this ahead of time I should have known that if the market comes up to here and then it takes off then I'm just going to get out of the trade or if the market comes up to here and then it takes off then I'm going to have this adjustment strategy and I'm going to stay in the trade that should have been decided in advance the fact that it wasn't decided in advance tells me that I have a substandard plan right something happened that I didn't plan for and in which event if something happened you didn't plan for then you don't know the meaning of it. Your plan should be to get out of it anyway. But my point being is that is an indication that you need to be working on your planning because you should have known what to do in that case. And if the fact that you didn't know is, quite frankly, it was a bad decision to get into the trade in the first place because the plan wasn't adequate. Now, this is going to happen when you're newer. When you start making plans, there's going to be things that happen that you, you don't account for, you don't understand. In which case, you can plan to just exit the trade at that point. You don't want to stay, plan to stay in the trade and fight it till the very end. That ultimately leads to taking losses much bigger than you, much bigger than you would enjoy. So let's let's put it that way. So what I want to do is I want to realize that deficiency in my plan, and then the next time I go in, make a better plan. So in that case. Uh, if you didn't know what you were going to do in advance in this situation, your work needs to go towards uh, building better plans so that next time you know what to do when this happens or you've decided in advance. Because we don't want to decide at the time. Because at the time, when we get to the time period where that breakout actually occurs, now we have emotions. We have a stake in the game, right? We're in this calendar now, and now we're drawn down. And now a lot of times, the way your brain works is it wants to get back to break even or it wants to, you know, it, 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 it doesn't want to take this loss. And that influences, unconsciously influences your or biases your future opinions and what to do about it. And that can create real challenges going forward. Right. So we want to do that. If this possibility was in the plan and you followed the plan, then that's a good decision. Whether the market ended up coming back or not. Okay, so that possibility should have been outlined in the plan. And if and if you you know it broke the range and you exited, good job for you. 
again, if you're non-subjective and you brought subjectivity into the plan and broke your plan, that would that would, in my opinion, create a bad decision and something that you should work on. Okay. Uh, so based on my opinion of technical analysis, was it a good choice to get out of the calendar? Yeah, I would say probably yes. Based on knowing the result afterwards, that should be ignored. Again, short-term results don't mean anything. This is a game of chance. You'd have to make that similar. Now, if you made that similar decision 50 times and you got the same result 50 times, then now we have a clear data set on whether or not that was a good decision or not, and we can incorporate the results of that. Uh, based on good trading protocol, this seems like a bad choice. So I would need to see the plan to decide whether it was a bad choice or not, but I'm assuming because of the question that it was not included in the plan, and therefore I would have considered that a bad choice. And the bad choice may not have been getting out of the trade. The bad choice may have been entering the trade in the first place because the plan was not well enough thought out. I don't know. I'd have to see. Again, I'd have to see the plan on that side. So keep those things in mind. And like I said, our whole membership is designed around trying to help you develop good habits around trading. You know, it's not because the bull trade is incredibly complex and it's going to make you a gazillion dollars over time. It's just going back to saying, can I just have a simple plan and follow the stupid plan regardless of what happens in the marketplace? In other words, can I build the discipline with myself or, or let's build the discipline with myself first and discipline and following a plan? That's a good trading habit. Now, whether you want to follow that plan into the future when you see the results of that plan, that's a different subject. Like I can always change a plan and then follow the plan and keep my good trading habits. But if I'm not following a plan or if I'm not keeping integrity with myself and I'm just kind of randomly doing shit, then over time, this, all that does is, is, all that is is poor habits and it's not going to create good results. So that's what I have for you today. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to visit us at LockingYourSuccess.com and check out our pro membership so that you too can break through barriers and make quantum leaps in your trading. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next Trading Performance Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to check out my Trading Performance membership, where we take all this material to the next level. We study it and we apply it to bring our trading performance to peak levels. Simply go to tradingperformancepodcast.com. That's one word, tradingperformancepodcast.com, to receive information on how you too can become involved and improve your trading. I look forward to seeing you there.